Hello, and welcome to Moving Markets by Julius Baer. Please listen to the important legal information at the end of this podcast. Good morning. My name is Mike Grauber. I'm an investment writer at Julius Baer in Zurich, and I will start by giving you an overview of what has happened in the markets. U.S. market action started positive on Friday following the release of a better-than-expected U.S. payroll report. But concerns about higher interest rates and then the news that Gazprom would indefinitely halt its key gas pipeline to Europe led to a sharp reversal in U.S. equities. On the day, the S&P 500 was down 1.1%, with the only sector in the green being energy. To cope with high energy prices, Germany pledged about 65 billion euros over the weekend to help households with energy bills, which will be partly funded by tapping windfall profits generated by energy companies, German Chancellor Olaf Scholz said yesterday. And European ministers will meet to discuss this Friday special measures to rein in soaring energy costs, from natural gas price caps to suspension of power derivatives trading. The governments of Sweden and Finland have already decided to create emergency backstops to help utilities struggling to trade on power markets, while Austria will cap power prices for households. European markets are reacting strongly to these latest energy developments. Bloomberg reports that benchmark futures for European gas are up as much as 35% this Monday. And the Eurostoxx 50 index looks like it's going to open 3% lower from Friday close. The euro slumped below 99 cents against the US dollar this Monday morning for the first time in two decades amid broad dollar strengths. And this is not it with Energy Monday. OPEC Plus meets today to set production levels for October after Saudi Arabia flagged the possibility of a reduction. Brent oil is up $2 to $95 this morning. The European energy situation will make the ECB's interest rate setting meeting this Thursday not easier. Surveys indicate a 0.75% hike to 1.25% in its policy rate. In other central bank action this week, Australia's and Canada's central bank are both expected to raise their policy rates on Tuesday and Wednesday, respectively. Later today, Exactly at 12.30 UK local time, we will know who the next UK Prime Minister will be. It is expected that Liz Truss will make the race against her contender Rishi Sunak. But in a YouGov poll, only 12% of Britons expect her to be a good leader. Turning to Asia, the Hang Seng Index is down 1.5% and dragged lower by major tax names to nearly six months lows on reports that the Biden administration is considering moves that would restrict U.S. investment in Chinese technology companies. Mainland China shares are down around 0.7%. China's western city Chengdu extended the COVID lockdown of most of its 21 million residents, while the southern technology hub Shenzhen remained under movement controls. The broad U.S. dollar index is hitting another high this morning amid the market's rate view a flight to safety and Europe's energy turmoil. And gold has recovered a little, and it is at $1,712 an ounce this morning after flirting with its July lows last week. In terms of economic news this week, the services component of the purchasing manager indices are on the tape today and tomorrow. Today we will also get Eurozone retail 
and Swiss GDP figures. The U.S. is closed for Labor Day. But on Wednesday, the Fed Beige Book will be released, providing some anecdotal evidence on growth and inflation dynamics in the U.S. economy. And lastly, in corporate news, Volkswagen's board is reported to meet today to discuss a possible IPO of Porsche. And so with today's focus clearly being on energy, that's it on the market wrap. And now I'm pleased to hand over to Markus Wachter, technical analysis on what the charts are telling us about market action. Thank you. Um, looking at the technical perspective, the S&P 500 has been um, coming back to the support at 3,980, currently uh, trading a bit below. Uh, the next support seems to be the 3,900, where we managed to hold uh, on Friday and uh, like today. We are currently watching strongly if we need to downgrade uh, the, the S&P 500, because uh, it's not looking that strong. For a better picture, we would need to go above the resistance at 4,000. And um, if it keeps going down, next supports are 3,850. And then there might be a run to the June lows at 3,640. But we are still waiting as currently we are holding above the 3,900. Um, as mentioned, the U.S. dollar index or the U.S. dollar in general is showing um, quite some strength, especially against the Asian and uh, the um, developed market currencies. We see a breakout of the U.S. dollar index uh, above 110. So this gives a strong signal um, for further gains in the U.S. dollar index and uh, could lead to uh, quite some um, further gains there. The dollar-yen has also uh, done a new high uh, above the 140 and uh, also gives uh, the, the view that there is more uh, to come in terms of a strong dollar in general. So um, this is uh, my part from the technical side. Uh, waiting to see the S&P 500 for the development and uh, strong on the US dollar, we are upgrading it to uh, bullish the dollar index. Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Marcus, for this technical view. This also concludes today's podcast. So thank you all for tuning in. We do hope that you'll join us again. Goodbye for now. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. Please refer to www.juliasbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further other important legal information.